since we podcasted i have uh one request of you all tonight okay whatever you do don't munson this up all right let's try not to munson this one boys mark what are we watching movie tales i'll have what she's having hosted by mark jeff and nick round up the usual suspect three lifelong friends who all dropped out of film school because they all figured out they loved watching movies more than making them are you not entertained gretchen stop trying to make fetch happen these cinephiles review and reveal widely unknown factoids lore myths trivia and cultural impact of the movie mostly funny i'm your huckleberry sometimes serious i'm gonna make them an awfully game with you definitely interesting insight into the best movies we only thought we knew he's looking at you kid Well, that was a hint to everybody, but we're going back to 1996, and we are watching Kingpin, starring Woody Harrelson, Randy Quaid, and Bill Murray. And the simple intro I have for you guys this week, Roy Munson, a star bowler whose career was prematurely cut off, hopes to ride a new prodigy to success and riches. Dun, 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 dun. I went short and sweet, boys. We got four of us. How are we all? Welcome back, everybody. Long time no here. From all four of us together. together. Nico, Nico, how are you? I'm great, man. I'm so excited for this. Jesse, I the finest tequila. Je- Je- fi- finest tequila, beautiful. Jesse, you good? I'm wonderful. Very excited about this as well, just like Nico. Jeffrey, happy to have you back. Happy belated birthday, Jeffrey. Thank you. And uh, Nico, when did you see this movie? Moment in time. time. You start, you start us, us off, buddy. buddy. I saw it in the theater, but I didn't really appreciate it. It wasn't until yeah. me and Jesse started our DVD collection that I revisited it through him, which is why we had to wait for him to do this fucking thing. And <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's my favorite Fairly Brothers movie. It's my favorite Fairly Brothers movie. I feel like they pushed it the most here, edge-wise. And it's the most quotable. It's my favorite. That's, uh, that's a hot take. Okay. 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 Uh, I also didn't necessarily appreciate it when I saw it when I was 14. Because I did see it when it came out, too. Uh, just because I think they marketed it from the guys that brought you Dumb and Dumber type, you know, where the previews. And Dumb and Dumber was definitely in every 10-year-old's wheelhouse. So this was... It was funny, but kind of a little weird for a 14-year-old. And then it also had a really hot chick in it, so it was still good, I felt like. That was like the 14-year-old review of me. But it's one of those movies that has aged quite well, like a fine wine. But, uh, Jesse, did you see this when it came out, too? I don't know if I saw it in the theater. I, I know I definitely saw it first with my brothers, and then, like Nico said, him and I used to watch this movie all the time in high school, and to this day, we, we still quote lines from this yeah, movie. Yeah, we still so. quote lines from this movie. It's, <laughs> it's, it's one of my most treasured memories with you, Jesse, is quoting King Man. And... Totally agree, Nico. This, this movie absolutely reminds me of Nico every time I watch it. Well, great to hear. I can't wait to hear you guys' favorite quotes. Jeff, when did you see this? I saw it in theaters with my sister. Uh, uh, I loved it at uh, 14 or whatever when I, when I saw it. Um, I, we, we saw it because one of our favorite movies was Dumb and Dumber. Um, not This is not my favorite Farley Brothers movie. I do really like this movie. I think it's hilarious. Um, I, I give Dumb and Dumber and Something About Mary both an edge over it slightly but i do really enjoy this movie it's very quotable um and it was fun going down memory lane nico it's your favorite so what works the most so i talked about it pre-pod but uh this is actually kind of a remake of the hustler and the color of money did you guys read about that no i did not i did not at all i i did little research because you and jesse love this movie so much so i'm waiting i'm hoping you guys bring the fire fire so there's a key there's a key line is when he first hears Ish roll, and he says he didn't see him roll, he heard it roll. And that's a okay. li- that's a line directly from The Color of Money when Paul really? Newman when Paul Newman heard Tom Cruise break the rack. Interesting. Yeah, he was up he was up front. This is an exact remake of that movie. I think so the Fairly Brothers fell in love with a Scorsese, Scorsese flick. flick. Yeah. So the and first Kingpin. Yeah. 
So the wow. first quarter of it was Dude, the Dude, I mean, you're so right, because I've seen Color Money a bunch of times, and I've never made this connection ever, so my mind is just, like, blown right now. Sorry to interrupt you, but I'm just like, whoa! Like, now I want to go watch the Color Money, which is probably going to happen when we go to bed. This is how... What's so cool about what just happened, this is how Nick usually feels after... You or I give him some. I know. Some data this is mark. true. This, this is, is true. This is a rare this, moment for the see this, flip. this is true. I like it. So <laughs> the first part where Woody Harrelson's in the '70s dancing to disco and bowling his ass off—that's that is uh, the hustler. That is the hustler right there. Yeah. And then the sec- the last three quarters is the color of money. The buddy road trip hustler, uh, win the tourney. That's uh, exact replica. I thought that worked really good. Nobody notices it, but uh, it is exactly what the Fairly Brothers intended to. I felt that uh, what else worked is how gritty this one was. It's a little violent, right? When they put uh, his hand in the bowling machine. I don't know. There's something feels Oh, it's a about super dark, dark opening. opening. <laughs> and Bill Murray is such a dark villain in this movie. The first, like, it's subtle. But it's, when you rewatch it multiple times, the, like, Bill Murray's like a top five villain almost when in, when you think about him in this movie. Especially because he wins Wind and shit. shit. You're just yeah. like, God damn it, man. <laughs> and he's in this movie like 25 minutes. Too. I know. Like, what an but impact. He steals, he steals every, every moment, moment he's, he's in. in. He really does. He probably... Yeah, we'll get to that in Metals, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. he just works. See, everything about him. Like, even when you find out that he had a thing with Claudia, you're just like, what does this guy not win at? <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> it's just... Uh, but those are the things that work most for me. You guys go ahead. Uh, Jeff, what works? Um, I wrote down three things. Big Earn, Woody Harrelson as Roy Munson, and the dialogue. So, the... Yeah, I, um... I'm a fan of the whole, like, buddy road trip movie. This movie is very Tommy Boyish to me. And, um... Kingpin and I love Tommy Boy just like I love this movie. So that that's my so that's why I think I missed the whole color of money thing. I never even thought of it. You know who else is a road trip you know who else is a road trip fan? Uh road trip film fan is the Farley brothers. Nearly every one of their movies has some element of a road trip in it. Okay. Um, If you dump Dumb and Dumber, me, myself and Irene, even Uh even some sections of something about Mary, and even Green Book, their Oscar winning film. That's right. Also a, also a road trip movie. Ben Stiller, seven, seven minute ads. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's a road trip hey, scene, right? Yeah, yeah. That's a road the, trip. The Farleys love a good road trip, apparently. Uh, yeah. Rest stop bathrooms, boys. Beware. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. <laughs> that's that is. That's a great awesome. point, Jeff. That's a great point. It it is. Um, the it's just a really funny movie. It stays like just when it starts to get too serious, it gets funny again. And so, I really appreciated that because there, there's a moment in the middle where Roy's back home in his hometown, and it gets a little little mushy, and then it picks right back up with some some sharp humor. And I was like, oh, thank God, because on the rewatch, I hadn't seen this in a while. I don't think I necessarily would have. I don't think I picked up on that obviously because we're you know we just watch it and. This time you're kind of watching it with a little further lens, but but uh, anywho, Jesse, what works? So just full disclosure, I I did no research on this movie, so don't expect any, any sort of facts or, or neat uh, anecdotes from well, me. But that's fine. I, I, I just I got Jeff and Nico. We got you got you as a fanboy then. So let's... perfect, perfect. Um, what worked for me? I, I've got a couple things, but number one overall. Is the fact that they the the Fairley brothers made Munson a verb? <laughs> I love it. Oh yeah. I just I feel bad for anyone who any poor bastard that has the last name Munson. Like I don't know anyone. I know one God. person. Well, that's because that's because they changed it since this damn movie. Came out. <laughs> right. Well, that's a joke that still lives too, right? Like you could say that to today. This day. Like, don't don't get Munson. Yeah. yeah. Munson, it's to be up a creek without a paddle, to have the whole world in your palm and blow it. Just a born loser, real Munson. Just a born loser. <laughs> it's such a good scene when he finds well, out. They, pre- they premise it so good in that first scene with the dad when he's like, the name Munson's going to mean something one day. <laughs> so that worked, That overall worked for me. And then the second thing was, was the perfectly timed music. And I'm thinking of three examples. So when they play It's a Beautiful Morning after Roy lost his hand and he smashes his alarm clock. Roy! Can you get sick drinking piss? I think you can. 
even if it's your own? Perfectly timed. Hello darkness, my old friend. After Roy sleeps with his landlord. And then it's going to be a showdown before the Reno bowling finale between Roy and Bigger. That's a great call. Perfectly Good timed call. music. Good work. Good work. Good work. What, 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 about, uh, what about John Popper and Blues Traveler just making appearances, right? Yeah, no, they were I, so popular at that time. I just It brought me back to that time. I remember liking Blues Traveler and... Uh, and thinking like that was a big deal too and watching them in the end of the movie I think I didn't hear that Jason well I mean he was also he was also the host of the bowling finale too I mean but anyways my favorite uh, Blue Shoveler song all because of this movie okay okay I like it um Vanessa Angel she worked did we mention her we did not yet we did so Vanessa Angel totally worked, and she worked a lot when I was fourteen, and that kind of made me, <laughs> that kind of made me giggle. Now you know, about to turn forty, and and seeing Vanessa Angel again, and because I hadn't watched this movie in full in I don't know at least fifteen years, I hadn't seen it in a while, but uh, <laughs> she 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 works basically. Her montage where is a little over the top, but uh, we'll get into that maybe here in a little bit. Must be tough when you're spanking your monkey. You have a monkey. But uh, anything else not uh, anything else work for it that we left uh, unmentioned? We got a favorite scene, Nico. What's yeah, your favorite, favorite scene? My favorite scene was actually uh, this is a weird one. It's when uh, Bill, uh, Woody Harrelson is puking in the bathroom. And we find out that he... It was a come-to-Jesus moment where we find out that he doesn't puke when he's not drinking. He puke, he doesn't puke when he's drinking. He pukes when he's not drinking. I got that in my favorite quotes. I don't puke when I drink. I puke when I don't drink. <laughs> yeah. uh, this was a really growing picture for him, right? He really came along well as the story went along. And I think that was the key to finding moment, right? And then he goes and bowls his ass off after that. I don't know why that's my favorite song, but that, that was the moment that always like gave me a little bit of emotional high as I watched it over the years. I'm not kidding. That's one of my favorites. It's, it's really, really kind of crazy how this movie takes a big turn for the last quarter of it. And maybe that's why I don't know if I ever made the color money connection. Because it's really a goofy movie for most of the movie. Until all of a sudden Randy Quaid breaks his hand. And now Woody Harrelson all of a sudden is going to win this bowling tournament. And it gets all, real, real serious. serious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but you... And, 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 and I mean, I mean it's, it's still, still goofy, goofy because, because you've got, you've got their, their hair and the Bill Murray being Bill Murray, Murray but it's still, still being serious simultaneously. simultaneously. And Woody, Woody Harrelson just, just sitting there, there so defeated, defeated after after he loses. So when you start to feel sorry for him, and I think that was like the beginning of of, of this. You mean when it, it, yeah. You, you mean when he loses his hand, or when he uh, <laughs> has to sleep with his landlady, or... <laughs> he really I, loses the whole movie. He's I quite the feel, until until I Trojan definitely felt bad him. for him for most 90% of this movie, that is for yeah. sure. 90, yeah, yeah, at least 90. <laughs> like, if not more. Um, I mean, the Monopoly money? How shady is that? <laughs> like, he's such a scumbag. <laughs> but... I, I think for me, just to get back to that scene, was it's it's not even a comedic scene. It's like actually the only one that's not, and that's maybe that's why it stands. No, there's a couple. The other one, I, one of my favorite. I love the scene where he's just uh, at the at bar, the bar. <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and, he's, and he's and he's so miserable and like upset, and he gets motivated when he sees the Big Earn infomercial with the hot chicks. <laughs> and it, and which can I just tell you Single that moms. that infomercial is so awesome. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> So it's funny. it's in my favorite scenes it because might be it's so the, it awesome. It might be the best scene in the movie. That it's just... so it's so <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it's it's so ridiculous. It's amazing. I and I can't think of anything similar to me seeing something like that. I, I was dying laughing, and I was thinking about it to when I was fourteen. I would have never appreciated that the way I appreciate that now. Absolutely. <laughs> That scene is hilarious. <laughs> Single moms. Or Big Earn saw his mom in the paper and then came calling. <laughs> oh my god. Jeff, you got what a favorite Jeff, you got a favorite scene? I my my favorite scene is the final bowling match. I love yeah. everything. I love I mean, everything it about good. it. The um that's when I feel like Bill Murray's at his funniest. Uh he's just all his interactions with the crowd and his reactions. Um, it's just, it's really, really good. 
Ah. God, the Fairley brothers are so savage. Because Harrelson beats him by getting three strikes in a row in the beginning of the movie. And then Bigger gets it, like, he, you know, first ruins his car, then like, yep. loses his, then takes his hand, and then wins a million dollars the same way that Munson beat him in the state championship. Yep. Like, it's the ultimate kick in the nuts, man, and Jeff loves every moment of it, and I love that you love every moment of it. It's good. I've, I've invested it's great. with that point. I agree. It's fun to it's, watch. It's, uh, I think it's, it's, it's top four five fairly brother scenes like the, like just concepts like the whole the way they the whole the way they work that whole thing out in their heads it's awesome i <laughs> i love how that comes full circle it's so just because it's also, great one thing i really like about this movie since we already did what's worked i better i should just say it now is bowling's kind of a you don't think of bowling as the same way you think of golf and tennis for some reason. I don't know why, but you just don't, right? So it's it's almost perfect that like the setting is Reno and not Las Vegas. <laughs> like the World Bowling Championship would be in fucking <clears throat> Reno. Right. At least back then. And they <laughs> had whatever, ESPN like, there reason, too. Like, I was shocked that ESPN was I think was, they were though. I think I think that I think it was a big deal having bowling in Reno. I think it was always that, that, that makes, way. That I makes think it was I mean, if you've been to Reno, that makes absolute sense. I agree. <laughs> that a like a bowling the bowling championships would be there. That's all I'm That's gonna funny. say about that. Jesse, you got a f- favorite scene? So I'm gonna be very short winded here because Han and I were on the exact same page. That last scene with the and the Reno tournament, it's peak big earn, like Han said. The dancing and hip gyrations. It's peak the, Bill Murray. It is, absolutely. But the, the note he writes pretending to be Claudia asking Roy to be with her. <laughs> oh my god. I, I don't know why, but I slightly forgot about that scene. And as soon as I saw it again. I forgot about it too, actually. I was like, I died. so savage, man. Well, I'm telling you. So, what's so like funny is the, the way worst, he's like hiding. One of the most evil villains. He's standing there and he's hiding behind like the thing where he typed the note like he's like a seventh grader it's unreal <laughs> but yet he's then, this million dollar bowler and then he, he gets i love how he talks i love how he talks to his fucking ball uh, oh yeah <laughs> that's so, come on baby one that might be my favorite thing about big earn is that, that damn bowling ball and then i'm after always he, gonna appreciate the evolution of their hair and both of their hair oh, the oh throughout match. It, it's so awesome but and Jesse, I, I had, I had forgotten about that, over. and it's so funny. Oh yeah, it's great. It's great because it's serious and not serious at the same time. Like that's it. it that's what keeps it from being overly serious, and it, it's great and at not taking itself too serious, even though it. Gets back serious. to my earlier point, and I hope I'm not offending any bowlers in our audience, but they kind of look like bowlers or what you'd imagine bowlers would look like professional bowlers would look like. Oh, that's a great moment too. When Quaid walks in, he's like, Oh, look at these athletes. athletes. (laughs) (laughs) So So one of my favorite scenes that went unmentioned was the scene where Claudia and Roy want to come to terms, you know, uh, on the road trip to dance dance. on the road. Yeah. What kind of kicks off the road trip essentially. Right. And it's, uh, I'm just going to let it lead into two of my favorite quotes and let you guys roll with the quotes after. But, uh, when Roy's come, like he's, he's got the quick comeback for Claudio and he says, I got a newsflash for you, mother Teresa, just because most of your time is in the missionary position doesn't make you a missionary. I love that line too. Well, I got a newsflash for you, mother Teresa. Just because you spend most of your time in a missionary position doesn't make you a missionary. There's another one. I just started dying because I'm like, oh yeah, 14-year-old me never appreciated that line. But then it just follows up with Mr. Mr. Amish, uh, uh, Randy Quaid. Hi, Mr. Skidmark. (laughs) I just just love that whole scene. And then Woody Harrelson just punches him. And then we get him in the car. And Claudia's like, you didn't have to rub Rub tobacco tobacco in his eyes. (laughs) You didn't have to have drinks with him afterwards. And then have drinks, yeah, right? Jen started cracking up on that one. <laughs> you know who that is, right? The Roger the, Clemens. Yeah, Roger, that's the right. Fairley Brothers. The, the bullies, uh, the bully in uh, Dumb and Dumber. Do you know who that was Mark? No, who is that? I, I mean, Cam, um, I, Cam 
Cam Neely. Former, Cam Neely. Yeah. He was a former uh, NHL player for the Boston Bruins. I think he was a defenseman, but he was like a, a goon in that the makes NHL. Sense. He used to fight the Bruins hockey, and they made yeah. the hockey movie. They're big sports yeah. fans. Yeah. So they also made a baseball movie. Brett Favre and, they, they yeah, Brett the, Favre uh, and something about Oh, yeah, that's right. They got Favre and something about Mary. Um, they, um, the, didn't they make the Boston movie? Which one? Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch? Yeah, that's them, right? Um, I think sure. I think it is, actually. Drew Barrymore, right. Jimmy Kimmel? Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon. Fallon, yeah. 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 I, thought that, I, think I think you're right. I think it's part I of think, it. I think you're right on. All right, high school uh, quoters. What do we got? What do we got? Memory lane. I, 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 I let, let you guys, you guys keep, keep your quotes. Your quotes. <laughs> it's I'll, a, I'll go, go ahead. It's go. a small world when you have unbelievable tits, right? <laughs> that is a great quote. Who are you, you calling, calling a psycho? psycho? So good. The way he says I, it. Go ahead. I will pay you $1 million to sleep with your friend. <laughs> I mean, I the mean, Chris, Chris Elliott cameo, cameo is pretty, pretty awesome. It's fucking great. Right. Chris Elliott is great. They, they, they know they how to use him, the Farley Brothers. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> like perfect cameos, yeah. Go ahead, right, Jake. I got one. Yeah, there was pressure. I didn't want to get beat by a guy with a hook, you know? <laughs> I love this one, too. You're, you're on a gravy train, train with biscuit, biscuit wheels. <laughs> I love that one. I took the liberty of milking your cow. We don't have a cow. We have a bull. <laughs> he spits the fucking cow out. That's so gross. I still, it still makes me crazy seeing that scene. You really, you really jarred, jarred something, something loose, loose, Tiger. tiger. <laughs> <laughs> something about good sex makes me want to crap. What is it about good sex that makes me have to crap? I guess it's all that pumping. Pump and dump. God bless you too. I'll give you a hint. It's round and got three holes and you put your fingers in it. <laughs> you leave Rebecca out of this. Keep them coming, sweets. I got a long drive. Do me a favor, will you? Would you mind washing off that perfume before you come back to our table? No. <laughs> That was early on, and I love that quote, by the way. I got another big earn quote. How would you respond to your pending paternity case? Oh, that's not even a case. That woman's stone of face liar. Let's not even talk about that. I pull out of her really early. <laughs> no, that's yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> unreal, right? <laughs> big earn is so canceled in 2022. <laughs> He's suspended, he's suspended from the bowling, bowling tour, tour for, for multiple years. years. He's, he's, he's probably, probably gone. gone. He's probably long gone. gone. I like when he wins the tournament. He says, "Finally, Big Earn is above the law." <laughs> oh yeah, because he's got he got so much money. I don't care. I'm rich. <laughs> Come on, you chicken shits! I'm good for the money. <laughs> that priest cracks me up. That's a great cameo. Speaking of cameos, I I I love. I don't know, but it was just. Hilarious is like, Father, do something. He's like, yeah, I'm a priest like you're a dictionary salesman. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, sometimes a bowler's got to face the music. That's what led to this podcast. And sometimes that bowler is you, Roy. <laughs> uh, I don't know about this, Mr. McCracken. Something doesn't seem right. Well, it takes guts to say no, kid. You got a lot of courage. I don't think I could call my mommy and daddy and tell them I didn't have what it takes to make it on the tour. All right, let's get going. Better call them before they go to sleep. Come on, hurry up. All right. Nice flip-flop. Way to go. <laughs> That's a great quote. It, uh, nice. right. Well, it didn't work. It didn't, I want to yeah. go first. Oh, boy. Bell! 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 Oh boy, Gunn sounds like he's got six shooters blazing. Holy montage, Batman! Oh my god, that was one of my that was in my notes too, Jeff. One montage. I How many get were there? Maybe I almost two. wanted to go back and count. I there's I tried I I ran out of time to run back and like physically count, but I I went back in my mind and I counted at least four. Four mon like more than a couple montages is lazy writing and lazy filmmaking, and. <laughs> Um, I just, the Farley brothers are better than that. And I, I didn't remember that from the film, but I'm watching it and I'm just like, is that another fucking montage? <laughs> that was I, my I kept... big, that was my big note too. I was like, wow, there are a lot of montages. <laughs> so yeah, that was my, I only had one other tiny note 
And it was just that I've always wished that Munson would have had a little bit more to do with his losing his hand in the beginning. They almost make him too innocent because it better completes his character journey if he had more to do with his fall and like kind of taking responsibility for himself. I'm okay with Big Earn being the villain, but I would have liked him to have not been maybe so duped, maybe him going into it a little more wide, uh, eyes open so that it would have been like, when, when you're the reason for your fall, it makes it a much better redemption arc, in my opinion. God, I think Roger Ebert was a little bit gentler on this film. I think he was too, actually. That was a, little, <laughs> a little harsh, a little harsh. My only nitpick it, slash uh, didn't work was just, yeah, the, the montages were uh, were a bit much. I didn't have as deep of an analysis into Roy Munson as Jeff. But what about you, Jesse? Anything not work? So I, I kind of agree. I, I actually think Khan has great points, even though I, I made fun of it. But um, <laughs> no, I, I genuinely do. The entire sequence with Roy pretending to be Brother Hezekiah, like, I understand you have to tell the story because he's Amish, but from milking the bowl to dropping the barn frame to removing Buttercup shoes, <laughs> it was just slapstick. It wasn't very funny. But like, here's the thing. He, that shit And he had an worked. Irish accent. That shit like, all worked the first time you saw it. That's it did. Crazy. Absolutely. When you were 14. Absolutely. Yeah, milking the bowl didn't work for you, Jesse? Come on. No. It was just terrible. <laughs> I'm with you. None uh, of it works now, but I have to appreciate the nostalgic of when I saw it. And the 14-year-old me still appreciates poor Buttercup. Well, losing her hooves at 14 I mean we've seen a lot of movies but not as many probably and so a montage doesn't seem as like daunt no I'm not talking about the we montage we didn't know how to spell we're montage talking, we're just talking oh, about, just the, talking about the I'm just talking gotcha. about the Amish yeah, 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 yeah. scene yeah, yeah he's talking about the whole the whole side point of like brother Hezekiah pretending to be, to be a yeah, pretender yeah. right and he had a terrible Irish accent like, <laughs> cherry on top but he gave him half a million dollars. So in the end, Brother Hezekiah is always welcome on the Amish farm. All is good. Milk the bat, milk the milk the bull, and chop Buttercup up if you need to. Nico, anything not work? work? I think the fake plastic hand was a little bit. I mean, that was just so fucking awful. And I mean, I don't know by '96 standards. I did sit next to a guy. On the yeah, but it was a shitty one, right? Because it's Roy, and he get he, he, he yeah he can't afford the good one. I know, I know. I mean, just, just, at some point, it became a joke where, like, were you, you looking at the ring? Like the guy from the Fugitive. He doesn't have the good stuff. <laughs> were you looking at the ring or the plastic? Every time he wanted somebody to look at the ring, they'd look at his plastic can. Every time he wanted somebody <laughs> exactly. to look at his plastic that was so can. Good at the end, like, oh, is that real gold? The hand. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I got a bonus category for you guys. I just wrote down real quick. Ooh. The uh, I wrote spin down my the top wheel, Spin the wheel. Spin the wheel. Bonus. Best movie sports villains. So thank you for teeing that up earlier, earlier, Mark. Whoa. My, oh, man. They're gonna my put number us on the eight spot. was... No, no, I'm just going to give you mine. You guys can oh, agree or not. I, all right. I have number one if, if I we have time. Well, number, okay. Yeah, yeah. You, well, <laughs> well, hold on. You, hold on. You're going to throw us eight? I have eight. Yeah. Okay, then uh, we're going to just say agree or disagree. We're good. We're good on time, okay. so that's okay. fine. But I want to see. I hope if Jesse's number one isn't in your eight, this is going to be great. <laughs> I love it. Bro, I, I might have forgotten one too. I, know, I did this real. I did this real quickly. I was like, oh, I've got to do this. So I didn't want to text you guys last minute and put you on the spot. So. No, this is great. <laughs> the, beast, the beast from the Sandlot. I have as my number eight. Okay. All right. All right. Can't disagree. Um, with I mean, that. I love the Sandlot. So number seven, I have White Goodman from <laughs> Dodgeball. Dodgeball. <laughs> He's great. Okay. Number six, okay. I have Coach Riley from Mighty Ducks. Okay. He, he's, a five, prick. he's a fucking prick. You're right. <laughs> number five, we're prick. talking about pricks. Bud Kilmer. Oh, Bud Kilmer. Fuck another, Kilmer. <laughs> another good uh, uh, jerk coach. Uh, number four, Ivan Drago. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, that's a, good, good that's a great one. Yeah. As okay. I'm surprised have. he's that far down, but yeah. No, I almost good. had him higher. I The, the last four were so, tough. So we got Big three. Top, top three. Big Earn okay. did fall to number three. I thought he'd be higher. He's a great villain. But he couldn't replace my man, Shooter McGavin, number two. That's a good one. That's a good one. Okay. And my That's number one, one is Johnny Lawrence. I can't that, beat Johnny Lawrence, Cobra Kai. That was my number one, too. So we agree, Han. Han, great job. Oh, that's your guys' number one sports oh. villain, huh? Johnny Lawrence. That, and the best absolutely. part is, that was, he was completely that was the first one that popped in my head. 
Netflix but it's like he's totally not my number one villain anymore because he's totally he's, different. Uh, he's evolved. I've seen his whole character arc evolve. The best, in, in Jesse Cobra Kai. The best is we Mark didn't know about Cobra Kai yet, and I pitched the the Cobra Kai uh, scenario to Mark when we did the Karate Kid, and he, you should hear the conversation. And now I think it might be two years later. And Mark's all caught up on Cobra Kai, and he's completely flipped. Oh yeah, Cobra Kai. <laughs> he's all in on Team Johnny. Yeah. Oh yeah. Team well, Johnny, Cobra you Kai. You just gotta take the Karate Kid films. Do you watch Agreed. Karate? Do oh, you okay. watch? Do you watch Cobra Kai, Jesse? Uh, I think I watched the first season, but I Whoa. I haven't. I stopped there. That's I know. I'm catching up. Go back. There's a lot of stuff out there. I apologize. Any sports there's, villains there's we so missed? There's probably a there. ton we missed. I think there's Nothing. a bunch. There I did this list is. really Nico, quick. anybody that stood out to you yeah, that you hated on that list? or uh, I think Ivan Drago should be higher, and Bud Kilmer is one of my favorite. Yeah, Bud Kilmer is one of my favorite. Drago should be high. I don't know if I love Shooter McGavin as much as you guys, uh, I, because I definitely love Big Earn. And... I always think of Big Earn and Shooter McGavin, the set like... I kind of like to see those guys hang out and have a drink together. <laughs> and be in the room with them? <laughs> like, that, that... Well, the thing about Shooter is that's the only real role he's ever had. Christopher McDonald, right? I mean, he's... He's still living that up. He just went to a hockey game. They gave him a gold jacket the other day. Right. Like, <laughs> this is 2022. <laughs> 20 years ago. Still, he still sends a thank you letter to Adam Sandler every year. <laughs> he sh- he should Jesus. Christmas card and a thank you letter, <laughs> <laughs> bottle of wine. Good list, good yeah. list, Jeff. Where yeah, are we at? Career great. corner. Do we want to cover the Fairley Brothers real quick? So Jeff says this is this doesn't make this doesn't make his top three. I don't think. I said it's my third favorite. Oh, this yeah. is your third favorite. Not top two. Dumb and Dumber, something about Mary, and then this one. I think Dumb and Dumber is my third favorite. It wouldn't wow. have been when it came out, but as now, I mean, something about Mary is my favorite for sure. It's, yeah, it's, Ooh. A, perfect, it's, it's a, perfect a perfect movie. movie. Not, not that Kingpin's Kingpin not necessarily, but King, the, the, the montages, montages really do hurt oh. Kingpin. So that that really knocks it down, in your opinion? Wow, it, it, does, it does on the rewatch, rewatch for me, but it, it, um, I, I couldn't but have remember. The, the, I wouldn't have remembered there was this many. There was the adult many humor, the adult humor, versus the slapstick humor. In Kingpin and Dumb and Dumber, I think the adult humor weighs better now for me. So I think that's, See, that's why interesting. I like, it was. The, I think that's why was, I like Kingpin more now. It was the opposite for me. Like, the 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 raunchy humor was funnier to me when I was fourteen. Um, just because yeah. when you're fourteen, anything about sex is funny. Oh, I'm not but talking sex. I'm just talking the slapstick. I, Dumb and stuff. Dumber, I just think is. I I don't know. I can't. That movie's so, so funny. funny. I think the jokes were the funniest in Kingpin, but you're right. Some things knock the story down. The lazy storytelling, as Jeff says, I can see that. Dumb and Dumber is just, just it was, it was better, better when I was a kid, kid than it is now. Yeah, totally. And How do you feel? Not the same about Kingpin, Kingpin or, or something about Mary. That's a great point, and I, I definitely agree with that too. I do. So that was just my, I guess, my argument. But they definitely peaked with those those three movies. They've done a bunch of stuff after, like you said, they won Best Picture Oscars for. Green Book, but I think that's because they produced it. Did they direct it too, Jeff? I don't know. But um, one of them one did. They didn't direct it together. Peter, yeah, Peter got Peter, real serious. Peter did. So yeah. Yeah. I had a question on I was actually curious on that. Do you, I mean, famously, a lot of comedians talk about how hard it is to do comedy in the year 2022. With the, uh, and do you, I wonder if that's why the Farley brothers, who probably have some of the more offensive um, comedy out there, if they took the hard left turn to the serious, because they're like, we will get back to comedy when um, when we can. Right. It's weird to see them well, make a, such a drama pivot. I mean, they probably just feel they, they can't, can't be themselves, themselves in right. today's environment. I mean, when your last few funny movies are Dumb and Dumber 2, The Three Stooges, and Hall Pass, I think you have to retire. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good I think, point. I, I agree with Jesse more than I agree with Jeff, then, I guess, because you're right. Jeez. You can't just blame That's today's rough. culture. 20 years from like, Hall Pass is not terrible, I guess. It's, it's not rewatchable either, though. No, like, it's not I don't think anybody's talked about it since they saw it in the theater that it's night. Not rewatchable. Yeah, I think Stuck on You is rewatchable. Uh, I haven't maybe. seen it though. I, I want to rewatch it to see if it's rewatchable. <laughs> I, I don't remember if it's great or not. I don't think it's great, but I enjoy Shallow Hal, but I know that that's I could probably. I mean, we talked about this though when we talked about something about Mary. 
So Kingpin, I mean, we, can, we we might as well talk about it now. So Kingpin was terrible in the box office. Dumb and Dumber and was a huge hit, and yep. critically, yeah, critics hated Kingpin. Box office hated Kingpin. Dumb and Dumber was a huge hit, so they kind of got carte blanche with Kingpin. Kingpin's a big fail, which is a nightmare for directors for your second movie to fail. So when they did something about Mary, remember they put everything they had into something about Mary they, yep, they because did. they didn't know if they would ever get another movie again. They couldn't have two busts in a row. Exactly, and so then everything just worked with something about Mary. But at the same time, they totally blew their you know they blew their wad with you know for lack of a better term. They they really did because it's so it's such a perfect film. The rewatch is perfect. Anytime it's on, I can watch it. It re, it holds up so well. It's awesome. And not that this movie's not not that Dumb and Dumber's not. It's just that movie's reigns quite supreme in my opinion. But to each their own. Jesse, which one's your favorite? Who would you say? God, Jesse, you better answer this correctly. <laughs> <laughs> There's no perfect answer. It might have been one during a certain time, like I told you. Like, when I was 10, yeah. and when I was 15, Dumb and Dumber was better than this. But when I saw something about Mary, that we were in high school at that point. I saw it in the theater. I know I saw it. I saw it with my dad. It blew my absolute... It blew my mind. It blew my mind. So I was definitely age-appropriate for that when it came yeah. out. So, so answer. <laughs> you know what? Truth be told, I'm not, I'm not scared of Nico in the least. <laughs> I think it's Kingpin. Honestly, I think it's still Kingpin. And then, Dumb and, Dumber, and then Dumb and Dumber and then something about Mary. And I'll tell you why. I think, and, and this is career corner of Fairly Brothers, and I don't want to crap on them. Without Bill Murray, his, King, his Kingpin is great. And he was only there 25 minutes. Right. It's a good movie, but he makes it, he makes it great. Yeah. Without, without Jim Carrey, is Dumb and Dumber great? Ooh, I don't know. I, I, I don't I, know about that. I don't know. About right? That. I feel like Jeff Daniels went toe-to-toe with Jim Carrey. Jeff, Jeff Daniels totally well, goes toe-to-toe also, with Jim Carrey. I mean, there's talent in all of them. I mean, Woody Harrelson was pretty... He played... I mean... He was great. Yeah, he is he was great. great. But Bill Murray steals every single scene he's in. I get it. I, and I agree. But I, I actually totally see what you're steals. saying, though, Jesse, is I'd have a heart with the Farley brothers. Like, um, I'm not sure they would get my gold in any of the three movies. Maybe something about Mary. Right. No, and, and that's that. That was when I was going to follow up with something about Mary. Is Ben Stiller's great? Um, I think that movie still holds up. It's not my favorite, just because from the entertainment standpoint, Kingpin. Like, and I, I've watched it again and again, as you know, last week, and it holds up. And and not a lot of comedies do that. And I was thinking about. What's that? I know it holds up. I agree with that. It it, it totally does, and not a lot of comedies do that. And All three of them. Dumb and Dumber did... holds up too. No, I know that, but we were talking. We 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 did um, Mallrats. We potted on Mallrats, and I love that movie in my youth, and I still like that movie now, but it doesn't hold up, and a lot of that is the mall, but just in general. It doesn't hold up. But this movie, like, I was dying every time. Like, I could watch the last 40 minutes of Kingpin. <laughs> the last 40 minutes. And I love Harry. Just I love Harry. laugh the so entire good. time. The first just, 30 and the last 40. Yeah. I re- oh, my God. I could just laugh the entire time. So. The opening 30 is amazing. I remember your reaction, it too, is. when it you saw Mallrats. Is. You were kind of disgusted. You were kind of like, this isn't funny anymore. It's so relieving to hear that, that Kingpin still is funny, you know? Metal podium. Mark, who you got? Ooh, you want to... Uh, I'm batting leadoff. Why not? Uh, bronze medal goes to one, Vanessa Angel. She, yeah, she still brought it, man. She she, uh, she brought me back down memory lane. I'm not giving it to Randy Quaid. Silver goes to Woody Harrelson. The gold goes to Bill Murray. Bill Murray steals every moment he's in. Jesse kind of hit the nail on the head. If Bill Murray's not in this movie, this movie sucks. It's... Um, <laughs> I mean, Woody Harrelson's great, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to diminish his silver medal here, but Bill Murray just, he owns, he's perfect. Why did I say the first 30 minutes and the last 40 minutes work? Because Bill Murray <laughs> That's his 25 minutes. He's away. in, his, his 30 minutes is in that realm. <laughs> he's all part of that, every bit of it. He's so good. This is a top five Bill Murray role, in my opinion. Bill Murray is one of the best comedic actors in our lifetime. So, yeah, gold medal Bill, home run, 
boom, out of the park. I don't know if you guys have the same golds. We're going to find out. I'm going to kick the podium back to Jeff. Perfect. All right, my bronze goes to the Farley brothers. Despite the lazy montages, I mean, they're just funny. They have to get credit. Like, they they get it. Their dialogue's hilarious. They knew how to use Bill Murray. Let him be himself. Um, can't say enough yeah, about how funny those guys are. Yeah. My silver goes to Woody Harrelson. Um, Woody plays a fantastic loser. Um, I was thinking. I was thinking of it. Three of my favorite Woody Harrelson roles: uh, Indecent Proposal, White Man Can't Jump, and Kingpin. He's always a down on his luck guy, I trying to like. <laughs> I love that. Make, make either sense. either sell his wife for a night for a million dollars, gamble and lose lose all his money in a hustle game on the courts, or lose his hand for trying to hustle people in the bowling alley. Somehow Woody Harrelson always pulls it off, and I don't what think. Larry? Larry... Go, ahead. Go ahead. Oh, what, what about the Larry Flint movie? I love him in that film. I do love him in that film. He was actually, he was, that was a serious role. He was really good in that movie. He's a great actor. I mean, Indecent Proposal is a good movie. He's, he's acting. Yeah, he's great in, um, what's a True Detective? A lot was, of, he was oh, super he's, serious he's great in a lot of stuff. He um, was in Born Killers too, right? Yeah, Natural, Natural Born, Born Killers. Killers. Yeah. One of my, uh, Zombieland, he's great in Zombieland. That, that Castle movie that came out recently, um, or Glass House or Glass Castle, very good as well. Isn't it? But anyway, enough of, one more point I want to make on Woody Harrelson is I don't think Bill Murray's villain works quite as well if if Woody doesn't pull off Munson the way he does. Mm-hmm. As being as like Woody makes you care for Munson, and he makes Munson funny, and I think that allows Bill Murray to shine, which is awesome. And why Bill Murray, Murray gets my gold? He steals this movie. He's like he's actually. What struck me on the rewatch was how little he's actually in this film. And every moment he's on there, he's fucking comic gold. Yeah. And that's he, why this movie is not the best amazing. Fairly Brothers movie. Because there's not enough Bill Murray. And there's an hour and <laughs> there's an hour in the middle where we just have no Bill Murray. And you're just yeah, on the rewatch, you're like, oh man, where's Bill? I miss Bill. And then as soon as Bill comes back, you're like, yes, Bill's back! Because he's that much better than all of us. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. He's not getting my gold medal, but you're not wrong. I mean, mean, he's just that good. He he really is. All those, I mean, we we talked about all of our scenes. They're just, I mean, they're just so good that he's he's great. Jesse, what do you got? I'm going to let Nico go last since he already revealed that Bill's not getting the gold. Oh, no. So, honorable mention, Vanessa Angel. Yeah, she she's, just works. She's hot. She does. She's, she's 90s hot. She's 90s hot. She is 90s she, hot. She, you, you, you get her a, a nice 2020 hairdo and she's fucking hot again. She probably oh, is. Go. You're right. Yeah, nice 2020 hairdo. <laughs> All right, so she gets it along with Randy Quaid. I wanted to put Randy Quaid higher. He was he was great in this movie. It's um, just okay for me, actually. Yeah. I felt the same way. Well, I mean... And I don't, I don't think it's his fault. He just has to play the dumb, naive Amish guy. Yeah, and that's what I was going to say. I think it was just his character. He was right? one-dimensional. Like, it wasn't necessarily like He was way Ray. better when we were 14 and 15 when we watched this movie. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. him sitting on the urinal, that worked a lot better when we were teenagers than it worked. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. stuff like that. His stupidity, exactly. My bronze medal is Woody Harrelson. Uh, yeah, I agree, Han. His born loser character, he plays it to a T plays a great job. It's just my, my next two, I think des- are more deserving of the top two spots. My silver, although we talked about, you know, their career and kind of dumped on them, the Fairley brothers, they, they had three of the best comedies of our youth. Yeah. And this, in my opinion, like I said, is is the best. So, there was a time when a Farley bro- when I heard the Farley Brothers were, of a movie was coming out, there was no way I was going to miss it. I know, exactly. and we watched a bunch of bad until, movies. I probably did that until Hall Pass, or maybe. We, yeah, we watched like five <laughs> bad movies because of that. These three That's movies true. made us watch like five bad ones. <laughs> I think me myself. I, I re- right, it's true. <laughs> Mark's not wrong. I mean, they're like they're not bad, bad, but they're just they're not these three movies. It's so. 
I feel bad for them because I mean we we can't be in the minority in this discussion. I'm sure the majority of people that have seen their filmography would agree with us. Oh, it, it totally. slowly goes downhill. Tonight is Mark's not wrong night. I won't give him credit for fully being right. <laughs> it's just Mark's not wrong night. And and then my gold, much like everyone else, Bill Murray. Yeah. Enough said. Big Earn, Big. one of the greatest villains of all time. Bigger. The way he plays out that character, I I literally could watch his twenty five minutes of film, <laughs> and I just, just laugh the entire time. That's great. Love everything. I, I, why, do you totally. think this, why do you think that last scene, the bowling scene's my favorite? It's the, where we get the most build bigger. <laughs> finally, uh, finally, you, big earns above the law. <laughs> I love when he says that. I mean, the scene where he ditches Roy in the car. He's Get those girls a, over here. He's, he's, he's just so evil, man. I, you know what? And that, bo- and that bowler is you, Roy. <laughs> and, and, and I just thought about a quote that we forgot. Which one? It, it was the quote when they're, um, when, when he, he, um, when, when they first meet in Reno, and he's like, you know, for the first, like, month, I, I felt guilty. <laughs> Yeah, totally. The first month. Did he say one? I he says one to two years. No, he does say right. He does say oh, yeah, yeah. When, when he heard about Roy's hand and him leaving the bowling profession, he felt bad. Just a little bit. He felt responsible. That's what he said. For the first year or two, I felt responsible. I fucking died. But he didn't feel responsible enough to change any of his ways. <laughs> Okay, so for my bronze, I'm, I'm going to give it to the landlady and to Chris Elliott. I feel like those were, were like one-scene killers of this movie. Man. Wow. Like, yeah. I mean, the Fairly Brothers. It's like five minutes total of film. I know, man, but those are one-scene killers. I mean... Um, that's awesome. I love that. Nico. Yeah. I'm totally, I'm totally okay with it. I'm totally okay with I'm going to say, just so you know, landlady... Yeah, aka Magda from uh, something about Mary as well. That would be Lynn Shea, yes. and so yeah. Lynn is awesome, and she's great as the Farley Brothers, uh, just nasty girl. Yeah, nasty girl. It's so great they bring the same actors back, like uh-huh. Chris for it both of them. It really is. It really it just is. adds to it. It makes you enjoy him each. Yeah, each and Chris, each like we just said, Chris Elliott's great in both. Yeah, He's Chris Elliott's fucking metal worthy in something about Mary. He really oh, yeah. is. Woogie, Woogie, Dom Woganowski. I'm dying, Ted. <laughs> Ted, I'm not dying. Uh, I, everything you said about Bill Murray's right. I mean, I just I'm not going to give him the goal because I really. I really did think about it all this week because we delayed a few days. Woody Harrelson's one of my top five favorite actors in Hollywood. He really is. Really? And he's, okay. he's one of I'm my... Okay f- with that. I love uh, it. Yeah, I don't disagree. I'm okay with you giving Woody the gold. Roy Munson's great. He's a great character. Yes. This is probably one of his few starring roles, and, and I, I have to give it to him. He's, I'm just such a fan. Fanboy. So. Fanboy on Woody. Yeah. Hey, I like it. Nothing wrong with that. Nope. I respect it. It's getting late, though. Got any... Uh, Got any midnight ponderings, Jeff? I got one real big one. Big one. So why does Roy? Jeff late. Yeah, why doesn't Roy just wear the championship ring on his left hand? <laughs> <laughs> That's a really good one. That's hilarious. Um, that is so funny. I mean, I, did you ask Shelly in the middle of the night what she thought about that? Because that's a good point. I mean, I might have woken her up on that. I mean, like, hey, did you notice and think about this? Hey, why would if? You wear them on the left hand anyway, usually. Like, why would you put it on the fake hand? Makes zero sense. Um, how many predatory documentaries are there out there about Big Earn in 2022? I think HBO has one. I think Hulu has one. Cancel. 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 Cancel that motherfucker. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, let's remember, this movie kind of glorified the PBA, the Pro Bowling Association, so... One of my ponderings was kind of like, do you think Chris Berman really uh, knew knew his uh, knew his bowling shtick <laughs> the way he does there? I started laughing when I saw. It. And by the way, side note: the announcers have some really good lines in the during that big oh, match. Yeah. They had some good quotes. That I don't such have such a them, nice but... such a nice guy too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had they had some good stuff there. But uh, one roll, yeah. one strike, one million dollars. Yeah, I love how this movie really glorified the bowling league. 
<laughs> so on that note, maybe he's more like the Tiger King and has like this obscure Netflix documentary. <laughs> That's a bowling and he's in jail King somewhere. Yeah. Because I mean, the average person me. doesn't know any bowlers, so but we know Big Earn now because he's you know he had some infamous docu series like Tiger King. I figured I figured the name of the series or whatever is literally about the Parenting Foundation, the Single Parents Foundation that he founded. <laughs> <laughs> How many more times do Roy and Ernie play, and what is their records against each other? Oh yeah, Does Roy ever beat them? I think so. Not with one hand. No, what do you mean? You almost beat him with one hand in this oh, Reno yeah. Tournament. Oh, yeah. Roy beats him. Roy Wait. Beat, oh, yeah. Yeah. For he, sure. I mean, that was... I mean, that was his first match in 17 years. I mean, that was that was a pondering, too. was like... So, he never tried to bowl once in 17 years. It really came back really naturally to him. That was... <laughs> I mean, you just said... Pretty you impressive. Know, you don't lose it, Jeff. It's like riding a bike when you're good at That's, something. Apparently, it's the sound anyway. You, you, I mean, you don't yeah. need your ears and your eyes, or apparently, your hand. Yeah. <laughs> um, How long do Claudia and Roy last? Uh, over under a week. Oh yeah. What? How many what? days? Five. No, he said five years. Oh, you said five years. I think I'm gonna I'm gonna be the optimist. I think they make it. Uh, they, she's had a couple of yeah. bad relationships. Yeah, but why, she, Ro, she's really, Roy's going to be a good one? Roy's got it together all of a sudden? She's ready to start betting on Roy. He's, he's going to, in his first match back in 17 he years, lost. he almost... Yeah. You, guys really match, given, you guys are really In his Roy first match back in almost 17 years, he almost wins the, the Odor Eaters. bowling championship. Oh, oh, almost, wait, wait. he's a Munson. Don't forget who Not the... Not anymore. Oh, he changes the meaning of the Munson. Munson means the guy with the condoms now. But he lost the tournament. So, I mean, like, let's ha- be real. What has he won? Let's be real. He won a lot of condoms. But let's... Let, I that mean... Was, that was 1979. That was the Odor Eaters champion. I mean, I can see when they're... When they're when the PBA is promoting them, they've got... They've got always pulls out Big Earn and the rubber man going head-to-head against each other. It's beautiful. Right. It is. It is. It's a good point, Jeff. Very good. Very good. Um, anyway. And canceled in 2020. Jesse, anything keep you up after midnight? Yeah. So Jim Carrey was the first choice to play Big Earn. Yeah, I think thank God it did. What do you What do you fellas think about that? I mean, I don't like it because I feel like I get the mask version of Jim Carrey. Bill Murray is so fucking good. Or I get Ace Ventura playing. I'm happy he got it. We all know what Jim Carrey would have done with the role. He would get the Riddler. He played the villain of the Riddler. It still would have been funny. Um, we would have we would be talking. It would have been we, funny because the dialogue's the dialogue, and yeah. Well, and and Jim Carrey's funny. He just takes it in a different direction, um, and it would just be a different movie. And um, do I think the version that Bill Murray came up with is funnier? I actually absolutely do. I don't think it would have been bad, but um, I wonder if he would have played a better. Uh, I think it might have been a better movie if he would have had the Dennis Quaid role. Randy Quaid, but yeah, mm. or Randy Quaid. Any other ponderings, Nico? No. All right. What did we miss? Ooh, Han already brought up a good one. Bill Murray improvised almost all his lines, which is crazy, with approval, of course. He kind of just showed up on the set, and he was good at bowling. Woody Harrelson was bad at bowling, kind of like the rela- the dynamic of the movie itself. But I thought he the- did throw three strikes in a row. On he him. did. He did. I saw that. Take. Who? Oh, Bill did, right? Yeah. Yep. But the coolest, the coolest thing Bill we, Bill Murray. we missed was that they didn't even know he was going to show up, right, Han? Like, yeah. he didn't have a phone in 96. <laughs> he never has a phone. He's, he's a weirdo about that. Are you serious? Yeah, he's yeah, got no. like a random voicemail. Or You've he never had heard one the for stories. years. Nico, he had like a random line, and people just have to leave a voicemail. Of the and Bill Murray maybe, stories? Maybe some random assistant will call him back. Maybe he'll show up. You never know. He's crazy. He's famous. He is famous for just randomly showing up at bars or places. Right, I knew that. And just hanging out with people. Right. Yeah, he's just a a fun guy. Right. So, so the the World Series, he took a random stranger with him, right? Right. The Fairley brothers couldn't figure out how to get him in the movie. Uh, Randy Quaid had just worked with him on uh, was it Quick Changes with Gina Davis? And so they had Randy Quaid call him, and they left him a voicemail, and he said he'd be there. He didn't really say much other than "I'll be there on this date," and. That's so nerve-wracking to think, like, is he coming? Is he not? We have no way to know. 
They showed up and just crushed it, right? Uh, improvised everything. Obviously stole the show. You guys all gave him a gold medal. I thought that was a special, special story, to be honest. Is he coming or is he not? We don't have a backup, so we'll figure this out. That's Phil for you. Yeah, that's I can imagine he's driven so many directors and production assistants mad, probably, over the years. (laughs) But he showed up ready. That's the craziest thing. Yeah, he does, I'm sure, but still, like, you don't know that, and, you you know, you're getting your, your camera guys ready and all that, and... Okay, wait, oh, Bill's here. Okay, this is going to happen. It makes me think that he, for him to show up on that day, it makes me think that the production wasn't that long on this movie. I mean, was he on set like five days? I don't know, you know? Like, what does Wes Anderson do? Like, because he's in almost every Wes Anderson movie, right? Does Wes just, like, just, he just shows up at his house and just, you know, just goes and seeks him out? It's just, uh, Bill. Come with me. Here, we're going to go do this movie. He probably has throwaway days on set, and he probably improvises, like, okay, if Phil shows up this day, we're going to do these scenes. If he doesn't, we're going to move along this way. It's so interesting. Yeah. There's certain... hey. Jeff, lead us off. Final thoughts, buddy. Oh, fun to go back to the 90s. Fun to revisit the Farley Brothers. Fun to spend some time with Roy Munson and Big Earn. Big Earn and Roy Munson. It was a good day. Why no Claudia? You didn't really like Claudia this did you do the rewatch with Shelly couldn't appreciate such an enthusiastic final (laughs) such a fantastic I have no problem your your final thoughts was kind of just a little yeah very such an enthusiastic a little lackluster you know we're gonna we're gonna gonna suspend the final thoughts on Jeff until he finds a way to send us off come guns blazing I'm gonna give you another opportunity in case you got guns blazing Nico (laughs) Final thoughts on Kingpin, baby? Uh, it just reminds me of coming of age and sharing it with Jesse and part of our DVD collection, our trips to Best Buy. It was so great. It's not even that great of a movie I'm overall. So it's not even in my to top. I do, because I, I know the kids' movies. So. Like like Swingers, though, I'll be, I'm, I'm sad now that it's over. It really is. It's one of those ones where it has such a great memory and time of 25 years ago to now that it. I really appreciated all of this. I broke out the finest tequila, and this last hour has been a fucking ball. Good man, oh, I love, to hear, I love yeah. to hear it. Yeah. I love, love, love to hear it. Jesse, tell me, Bill Murray, what's <laughs> the story? All right. All right. So, so I met, I met Bill, Bill Murray when I was twenty. What in Vegas? No, no, in Colorado. What? Oh, working at that hotel. So I was working at the Westin, and at this Westin, we had professional baseball players, hockey players, and basketball players staying there. And oh yeah, this is the same Murray hotel where you there. woke up Kurt Schilling from his nap, right? I did. Yes, <laughs> yes. I have a lot of great stories from this hotel. Yeah, the funny thing is, West, the Westin's not even fancy now. Now they got Four Seasons and all this other fancy shit. That's so hilarious. Oh yeah, yeah. But but, but back in two thousand, this was the fanciest hotel in Denver, in right? Because Denver's barely a city. Like, yeah. Presidents stayed there. Everyone stayed there. And I was a bellman, and I only was there for the summers and winters to make money while I was in college. And so. Back, I think it was actually 2001. I was there. I, I had no idea Bill Murray was staying in the hotel. And I was just literally, I had a cart with luggage on it going up the elevator. And so I was waiting for the elevator. Elevator comes down. Op- doors open. Bill Murray by himself. Crazy. Literally crazy. Jumps, jumps out and he's like, Hey, what's your name? I'm like, holy fucking shit! It's Bill Murray. Yeah. I'm like, uh, Jess. I'm a, I'm 18 years old, 19 years old. I'm like, Jesse. He's like, you run a hell of a hotel here, son. I'm like, thank you. Walks out, just leaves. I'm like, oh my god, that's fucking Bill Murray. Yeah, it's one of those things where you, he's got such a good life where he's just so fucking happy. That's what all these stories that you've told me that you just mentioned and then that Mark was mentioning is just reminds me of. He's fucking got it made. Dude, final thoughts on Kingpin. This was a great talk, guys. I love, I love the. It's fun to talk about comedy movies together. So this was a, a very, very fun hour together. But uh, Kingpin rocks. Just, uh, it was a fun rewatch. It, I watched it three times in the last two weeks, so I got real intimate with it and it laughed quite a bit. The wife hated it before be, she thought she hated it, and she realized, oh, I don't hate this movie. It's pretty funny. 
So that was pretty cool. But uh, yeah, Fairly Brothers, you hit a home run with this, like the other two that we gave you love about. But uh, on behalf of uh, Jeff, Nick, Jesse, and myself, thanks again for listening to another edition of Movie Tales. Take care, everybody. <laughs>